Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we focus on metals, mining, and more. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Today, we will discuss the royalty generator. I'm speaking of EMX Royalty Corp, trading on the TSXV, symbol EMX, and on the New York Stock Exchange, symbol EMX. Joining us today is David Cole. He is the president, CEO, and director of EMX Royalty Corp. Mr. Cole, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Maurice. Great to be here. Mr. Cole, for first-time listeners, please share who is EMX Royalty Corp and what is the thesis you're attempting to prove? EMX Royalty Corporation is a royalty company focused on building a portfolio of gold and copper royalties in addition to other metals such as lead, zinc, cobalt, etc., silver, around the world, and we have a global approach. Now, EMX Royalty employs what's known as the Prospect Generator Model. Please share with listeners that may not be familiar with the concept, what is a Prospect Generator? Yeah, I'm happy to. You know, I'm quite passionate about the Prospect Generation Business Model, as you know, Maurice. And the Prospect Generation Business Model is one in which we we utilize our geological expertise and our business acumen with respect to the trains that we work in around the world to go forward and acquire prospective mineral rights utilizing that technology as, as leverage. And we build a portfolio of prospective mineral rights, we add value by doing good geology and advancing permitting, etc., and then sell those assets on to well-funded uh, major companies and junior companies that we believe will do a good job on our projects where we maintain cash flow coming in from pre-production payments in addition to production royalties on that portfolio. It's a very powerful way to approach the exploration business, giving the shareholders uh, exposure to a substantial optionality across our portfolio. You know, one of the virtues I really like about the prospect generator model and that you've been very successful with is that you de-risk or deleverage the portfolio by using capital from someone else. Expand on that just a little bit. Sure, happy to. That's it's fantastic, isn't it? So, you know, you know, we add value at the early stages, which are intellectually taxing, but not typically very expensive, and we're able to sell these assets on with the geological models that we've developed on our mineral rights, and get other people to spend the money to advance them. Where we have a tied interest in that, which is that optionality. So we're exposed to the exploration upside and the discovery potential on these assets as they're developed all at the expense of the counterparty. Now, EMX has truly earned the distinction in the natural resource space as being the royalty generator by utilizing a three-pronged approach. Can you elaborate further on this process, which has been a proven formula for success? Yeah, I love this this combined business model, uh, Maurice. And specifically, you know, our bread and butter is the organic growth of a royalty portfolio through the prospect generation business model. But to augment that portfolio, which we have grown organically over the course of the last uh, 14 years, we also occasionally find royalties that are available for outright purchase. And we've purchased some good royalties that have um, increased our cash flow and given us uh, greater exposure to, to um, um, some good mineral systems around the world. And uh, that's, a, that's a nice two-pronged approach. So other royalty companies typically focus only on buying royalties. We focus on organically growing them through the prospect generation process in addition to buying them if and when we can find them at good value, which I'll say straight up is a difficult thing to do because royalties tend to trade at a premium. And so it's hard to find royalties to buy at accretive pricing 
but we're happy to do so when we do find them, and there's a couple of good examples within our portfolio. But the fact that they trade at dear valuations is um, indicative of the value that we're creating through the organic process. And then the third prong is strategic investing. The same geologists and businessmen that are out around the world helping us grow our portfolio through the organic prospect generation business model occasionally come across a key specific investment where we can buy shares in a company which is advancing a new discovery around the world. And when we are armed with that geological intelligence, we're happy to put some of our uh, shareholders' money to work as a share placement in those companies. And we have a good track record of producing some nice returns for our shareholders executing that strategic investment arm. And the three together, in my opinion, very powerful. You reference royalties. Let's switch screens and discuss some past successes of EMX Royalty Corp. How many royalties does EMX Royalty currently have and where are they located? Uh, we have now a portfolio of 37 royalties around the world focus on copper, gold, and polymetallic systems. We have a nice portfolio of gold and copper royalties in the western United States, um, in the states of Nevada and Arizona, um, in addition to South Dakota and Washington. But the key, the key assets that are cash flowing um, are in uh, Nevada at this time. Um, in addition to some some very nice and important royalties that are that we're developing actively in Scandinavia, focused dominantly on uh, copper and polymetallic systems, including some assets there with cobalt and nickel, which are quite popular right now because of the use of those metals in battery technology, and some important near-term cash flowing royalties and currently cash flowing royalties in the country of Turkey where we've had an active prospect generation business now for 14 years. Um, and then a key copper and gold royalty on a massive new discovery in Serbia that's being advanced by Nevsun Resources. And that long-term will become a, a, a very much a company-building royalty for EMX Royalty Corporation. And if we go down and look at the list, and this is from our website at emxroyalty.com for your listeners if they'd like to go there. You can see map with um, the various colored dots representing our royalties that we have around the world and then a list of those royalties. And right at the top of the list is a very important one, um, Leeville, which is a mine operated by Newmont Mining Corporation on the northern portion of the Carlin Trend, which is one of the most prolific gold-producing regions in North America. And we're quite pleased to have a 1% royalty there and get checks from Newmont every month. In 2017, this royalty paid $1.86 million U.S. dollars. And uh, that's a key uh, uh, risk-reducing uh, and cash-flowing asset for us within the portfolio. We have a number of, of um, Nevada-based and Arizona-based royalties in addition to that. And many of these are being advanced by the counterparties, including Kennecott Exploration uh, Company, which is the um, uh, which is the operating arm of Rio Tinto Zinc, uh, one of the largest mining companies in the world. And I would like to point out that uh, we do have uh, um, some some interesting royalties within this, and um, um, uh, some of the ones that really drive value are in Europe and Turkey as well. Let's move on and look at some of those. In Serbia, we have a half percent royalty on the big Brestovac discovery that I mentioned. That's copper and gold being operated by Nevsun Resources. We have additional 
royalties within that complex. It's a it's a geological triangle called the Timok Magmatic Complex. It's in Eastern Europe and Serbia, and it's the largest historic copper and gold producing region uh, within the within Europe actually. And and um, uh, these royalties that we have there speak volumes to our business model and that we were one of the first companies to enter into Serbia, help them rewrite their mining concession legislation and uh, became substantial landholders there and sold those off and kept royalties. And in addition, we've purchased some other royalties to augment that portfolio, coming back to that idea of, of uh, multiple prongs to our business model and the long-term potential coming off of this Brestovach license is um, is extraordinary we're, we're very very pleased with that um, advancement there a lot of press releases coming out of nests and resources with regards to the advancement of the resource both uh, in the lower zone quote unquote as well as the upper zone and uh, they've got a timetable to put that in production which will be a important moment with respect to a catalyst for uh, uh, revaluation of EMX Royalty Corporation. Our team in Sweden has done a fantastic job of executing the organic growth of our portfolio through the prospect generation process by acquiring lots of really interesting mineral rights uh, covering lead zinc silver systems, copper zinc silver systems, iron and copper systems, cobalt uh, uh, byproducts in many of these associated with nickel mineralization for example. and. Uh, um, we focus dominantly in Sweden, but but we have some very nice assets in Norway as well, and we've been quite successful getting these sold off via our business model and keeping royalties on those projects. Very importantly, we're also typically paid in shares for many of these as well, so we're building a portfolio of shares within other exploration companies that, that uh, we're able to give our shareholders direct exposure to the exploration upside and production upside via the royalty in addition to the excitement of the shares in those companies uh, giving us an opportunity to win more than once when there's a discovery and and that speaks to this idea of optionality for our shareholders they're exposed to the optionality with respect to the share portfolio that we have whether they're strategic investments or shares that have been paid to us for our properties in addition to the optionality associated with holding royalties, uh, dominantly that is related to commodity price uh, increases over long periods of time uh, and in addition, very importantly, the exploration and discovery upside to these. Um, um, quite importantly, these are typically gross royalties and they um, um, uh, it costs us nothing to, to hold those. So. All of the work that goes into the ground on behalf of our counterparties, Boreal Metals or Kennecott Exploration or whoever it is, all of their monies that they spend drilling holes and advancing resources is not to our account. That's other people's money. Those are our counterparties. So we're the, we're the uh, royalty holders here and we're exposed to that upside. And, and so when I discuss the term of optionality and the optionality that our shareholders enjoy through this portfolio, um, that's a good example. Yeah, very importantly, you know, we've been in Turkey for uh, 14 years. It's been a very productive prospect generation business unit for us. We've cycled through over 250 licenses in Turkey over that period of time, and there's now multiple mines being built on our properties. And we have nice income stream coming in from pre-production payments and production royalty payments just recently started at the lead zinc silver mine that Dediman Modangelica operates. That's now a producing royalty for us and we're quite pleased. That's a 4% royalty, which is a very, very healthy number in the mining industry to have a 4% royalty.
Yeah, you actually um, don't see a four percent. That is quite impressive. That's uh, again speaks yeah. a, a testament to the business acumen that EMX Realty has. You know, it was a, it was a very attractive asset, and the company that bought that, Dedham and Modenjoic, was willing to give us four percent royalty in order to secure um, interest in the project so that they could advance it. And they've sunk a shaft and are now in production, and we're very very pleased to see that and have that um, production payments coming in. The uh, Chiftai, uh, who is advancing the Akarja project, where we have a 1% to 3% sliding scale royalty as production increases over time, uh, that uh, they also pay us 500 ounces of gold as pre-production payment every six months. And so that's nice income coming in for the EMX royalty shareholders. And we utilize that money to reinvest in our portfolio and continue to acquire more prospective mineral rights around the world. Sisorta is also an advancing gold discovery uh, with some copper exploration potential at depth uh, being advanced by Bahar, Mod, and Jillik, and they're doing a good job um, uh, there. And we've sold off all of our projects that we had in Haiti and kept a royalty. We sold everything that we had in Haiti, which at one point in time was 1,100 square miles. And we, uh, um, we sold that off to Newmont Mining Corporation for $4 million U.S. dollars in cash, which was a nice infusion of cash into our treasury. And then kept royalties on those projects, part and parcel to our business model. And we've got a couple of good royalties in New Zealand and Australia as well that are gold focused, and with good counterparties who are advancing those projects. Yes, we just completed the one in Coonabarie in Australia. That was a, a nice uh, transaction there as well. Uh, this is quite an impressive portfolio. I have to tell you that, and I am biased because I am a shareholder. But this is one of the reasons why I became a shareholder. Two fold question here for you here. How close is Emacs Royalty to becoming cash flow neutral and what is the timeline we should expect to reach this milestone? Yeah, so actually interestingly enough we were we were just reviewing our finances for 2017 and when you include the valuation of the shares that we've been paid for our assets that we've sold in Sweden and in Norway, uh, we're actually cash flow positive in 2017 which is a nice milestone for us. And um, we look forward to uh, to another good year in 2018. I believe that we'll be cash flow positive in 2018 uh, as long as we have good deal flow, uh, which uh, so far this year is, has been uh, clicking along nicely, and I expect to see additional deal flow throughout the year. We see very strong interest on behalf of well-funded junior and major companies in the assets that we have around the world as there's a continued angst within the mining industry that more discoveries need to be able to be made in order to feed the globe's demand for metals. And they come to companies like us to look for those uh, those properties. So another milestone has been reached. We've exceeded just cash flow neutral. We're actually cash flow positive. So again, congratulations, sir. Oh, thank you very, very much. And and as I said, you know, what put us over the line were share payments. And we do have those shares um, in our portfolio. We do from time to time liquidate those shares to be able to convert those to cash so we can redeploy those monies into our portfolio and execute our organic model. Mr. Cole, share with us some of the counterparties that EMX Realty has. Yeah, I'd, I'd be proud to do that. And we've had the opportunity of working with some very, very, very uh, um, well-funded and astute mining companies around the world. We've had the opportunity to work with some of the world's largest mining companies. Right at the top of the list will be Newmont Mining Corporation, who operates our Leeville Mine Royalty 
and uh, we're happy to get checks from them every month, but we're also happy to see their expertise employed on that project. They do an excellent job of continuing to find more mineralization and drilling that out. They're also the company that we sold all of our assets in Haiti to and kept a royalty on those projects. Um, we have uh, ongoing communication with Newmont. They're also a shareholder. They own around 5.5% of EMX Royalty Corporation. Another company that we have done repeat business with is Rio Tinto, the world's largest mining house. And uh, we've done six deals uh, over the course of the last four years with Rio Tinto. We have ongoing work and programs with them and continued discussion about possible new deals in the future. And uh, it's a pleasure for us to have the chance to work with the behemoth of Rio Tinto. And that speaks to the uh, credibility that our uh, geologists have, such as Dr. Eric Jensen in Northern Europe and Dr. David Johnson, who managed the Americas. Uh, and... Uh, um, uh, you know, companies like Rio Tinto want to work with us because of the expertise that these economic geologists have in these terrains where they work around the world. Freeport MacBrand, the largest U.S. copper company, um, is our partner in Russia, where we have a strategic investment and in advancing a substantial copper gold discovery there um, in, in far southeastern Russia. Nevsen Resources, well-funded, uh, um, aggressive junior mid-tier, they're not a junior, they're actually a mid-tier uh, resource company focused on um, on uh, base metal and gold production. They're advancing the project Timuk, um, the Brestovac license in Serbia that we talked about previously, and we're happy to have them um, on the list. Antofagasta, who's a major copper producer dominantly in South America, they have about a $20 billion market capitalization, so they're a very large company. We've done multiple deals with Antofagasta. They're also a small shareholder um, in EMX Realty Corporation, they own about 3%. And um, we've been uh, uh, quite pleased to have an ongoing relationship with them with repeat business. I'd like to point out that Arizona Mining is a new company focused on discovery of a large base metal, uh, lead, zinc, and silver deposit in Arizona, that, and um, we have a royalty on some of their uh, claims that, that have been leased from us, and and uh, we're delighted to see their, their expertise. Boreal Metals Corporation is a new public company focused on advancing battery metals and uh, base metal opportunities in northern Europe. And we're large shareholders in Boreal. We own uh, over 19% of that company thanks to the deals that we have done with them where we've sold them different assets and in exchange for shares, cash payments, and royalties. And I believe that, uh, that uh, Boreal is going to do very well. Um, their first round of drilling that they completed on some of our projects in Sweden recently produced some quite nice results, and, and uh, we're very pleased. That's just a... Uh, to give you an example of the number of the companies we've worked with, I, you know, I'll say that, that you know, over the course of uh, 14 years of executing this business, you know, we've worked with a lot of different companies. And uh, you know, we have the pleasure of their monies being spent on our properties, but we also have the pleasure of seeing their expertise, whether it's geophysical, geological, um, uh, social expertise with regards to permitting, et cetera. Uh, all of these um, uh, things add value and, and give that optionality that I keep coming back to, to our shareholders. David, take us through the asset portfolio and let's look at projects that may join the royalty portfolio. 
Yeah, I'm happy to do that, Maurice. And and this is the global map of your of EMX Royalty Corporation's assets around the world. This includes our royalties, in addition to the projects that we're advancing, uh, and and marketing and trying to sell off and to continue to grow our royalty portfolio. We've been very, very, very active in the Western United States, particularly in the copper belts of Arizona and the gold belts of Nevada, where we have a large number of uh, of mining claims. And by we're now over 5,000 active mining claims in the Western United States, making us one of the larger mining claimants in the Western United States. Uh, another area of the world that we have focused organic growth and, and we continue to be aggressive with regards to acquiring new projects based upon our geological expertise is Northern Europe and Norway and Sweden. And there we're looking at polymetallic systems. And what I mean by that is, is systems that have zinc, lead, copper or nickel, copper and cobalt, um, metals that are in big demand right now in the world. And uh, we see a strong appetite from those that wish to invest in the exploration business in our projects in Sweden right now, which is a great position to be in. And then um, we talked about the royalty portfolio that we have in Serbia and Turkey. We're happy with those royalties. We're currently not doing much new acquisition in those countries, focusing our new acquisition in Northern Europe and the Western United States. Now, David, I realize that EMX Royalty is not biased to any one project in your asset portfolio, but I have to share that I am. Uh, what can you share with us regarding Malmish? Well, Malmish is a large ongoing copper gold discovery. It's one of the larger ongoing copper gold discoveries in the world, in fact, and it's being advanced by the private company IG Copper. EMX Royalty Corporation owns 42% of the issued and outstanding share capital of IG Copper, and IG Copper is in joint venture with Freeport MacMoran. We have found uh, a number of copper and gold deposits along a belt there. That's a substantial asset within our portfolio, and it was recently announced, uh, Maurice, that uh, we have uh, signed up Scotiabank, uh, which is one of the largest banks focused on natural resource um, uh, investing in the world and uh, we have them in our camp now and they're helping us decide on what the right business initiatives are for that project. And David, if you would, just take your mouse and kind of hover around that for us so we know where you are on the map. You bet, right in here. This is extreme southeastern Russia on the Amur River, Maurice, um, and that's in close proximity to a number of smelters, uh, uh, Korea, Japan, and China all have smelters at waterfront. The deposits at, um, um, at, at Malmish lie in close proximity to a railroad in addition to a bargeable river, the Amur River, where you can barge concentrate downriver to the Sea of Oktoksk and around to the Sea of Japan uh, to access those smelters. Uh, this is a region of the world that has very, very, very significant copper demand. Switching gears, let's talk numbers. How much cash and cash equivalents do you have in the Treasury? So right now, Maurice, we're sitting with about $5 million Canadian dollars in cash and shares in other companies. Um, most of those shares have been paid to us part and parcel to deals that we've executed in the recent past. Um, that does not include the share position that we have in IG Copper. That's a private company, so that's not included in that. Those are only public companies of which we have shares um, at this time. How much debt do you have? 
So we do not have any debt. And we've typically executed our business model without taking on debt. What is your burn rate? So we actually, uh, when you, when you, and we discussed this previously with respect to us becoming cash, positive cash flow, when you take a look at all the royalty payments that we have coming in, pre-production payments, lease payments associated with projects that we're in the process of selling, in addition to the share payments that have come in associated with uh, sales of assets, uh, we had, we we're cash flow positive in 2017. Um, I believe that we're going to continue on that trend and be cash flow neutral to cash flow positive as we move into 18. And that's a that's a, a key event for us uh, because that means we've created now a perpetual motion machine where instead of continuing to need to raise money by issuing share capital, um, we uh, uh, you know we have the monies coming in from the sale of shares and and from royalty payments and lease payments and advance minimum royalty payments, all sorts of different payments that we've designed into the deals that we've executed over time uh, so that uh, we have money coming in to fund the continued acquisition of prospective mineral rights around the world. And uh, that's a key threshold for us to be at a point where the portfolio is funding additional uh, land grabs and and mineral right grabs around the world uh, to fuel our exposure to mineral upside. What is the current price? So we're currently trading at around a dollar eleven Canadian per share on the Toronto Stock Exchange and eighty nine cents U.S. per share on the New York Stock Exchange. Tell us about your share structure, which includes warrants, options, and are they fully diluted? Yeah, so we have seventy seven million shares issued and outstanding, and and um, I believe we have about eighty three million shares fully diluted. By the time you consider the options and a few warrants that are also outstanding on the stock at this point in time. Who are your major shareholders? Yeah, so that that's an important one. So in addition to Newmont Mining Corporation that we talked about previously, owning about 5.5% and Antofagasta owning a few percent, we do have some key strategic shareholders. And that would include um, Paul Stevens. And Paul Stevens is a very successful fund manager. Um, that has, it is now in his well into his 70s. He's got a long track record of success uh, as an investment manager. Previously had Robertson Stevens Funds, which was a famous fund group uh, back in the day. And Paul manages mostly his own money and the money of, of, of himself and some friends in a, in a couple of different funds. And they they collectively, through the monies that they manage and their own personal funds, um, have. Um, 18 or almost 19% of EMX Royalty Corporation. They're our largest single shareholder. They believe in our combined business model approach. They fully understand the optionality that we're creating for our shareholders through the exposure of discovery that's ongoing on the assets around the world. And um, uh, Paul's been a long-term shareholder, and he continues to to, uh, buy more shares. He's been uh, buying more shares for years. What percentage does management own? So I, I believe on a fully diluted basis, uh, we're around uh, 12% right now. That number has been going up, and there has been substantial insider buying, both on behalf of Paul Stevens and myself. Um, I've been uh, buying the stock uh, consistently, or or I shouldn't say consistently, but you know periodically over the course of the last three years, and uh, that uh, um, speaks volumes with regards to our attitude as to what the potential the company has in it. 
When was the last time you purchased shares? You referenced in the last three years, and what was the price? So I don't, I don't, do not remember the last time that I purchased, um, but it was um, you know a handful of months ago, and would have been in the seventy or eighty cent uh, range at U.S. All of my trades, of course, are reported, and uh, those are available on Cedar uh, website that has uh, everybody's uh, trades. And you can go there and research that and, and see those insider purchases, which have been occurring consistently over the course of the last three to three and a half years. And what is the float? So that's a tough one to answer, Maurice. Um, but um, I, I would think that with just a few phone calls, we can put our hands on on 60% of the, the issued and outstanding shares. So. So, um, you know, we may not uh, completely know where roughly 40% uh, or 40, uh, yeah, call, call it 30 or 40 million shares uh, um, are at any given time. So I would estimate the float to be somewhere in that range. Uh, certainly ample for someone to come in and, and um, buy a significant shareholding. In closing, Mr. Cole, what is the next unanswered question for Emix Royalty? When should we expect an answer? And what determines success? Well, more cash in our treasury and more cash flow from our royalties is the ultimate measure of our success, Maurice. And when we have 80-some projects worldwide and 37 royalties, the, uh, these unanswered questions uh, can come from multiple avenues. But you know, we're very pleased with the deal flow that we continue to enjoy across the portfolio. Um, and, you know, of course, I would like to highlight your favorite project, uh, which is Malmish in far southeastern Russia and our engagement of Scotiabank to help us with our business initiatives there. And um, it's going to be very interesting to see what business initiatives are recommended by Scotiabank and, and how we can execute on those over time. Uh, I believe that can be a catalyst uh, for repricing of EMX Royalty Corporation in the marketplace. And David, what keeps you up at night that we don't know about? Well, uh, I, I just have some fantastic people on board here that are contributing to help build this portfolio. And um, uh, we're on the road a lot, traveling, working hard in remote regions. Uh, and I'm always concerned about their safety and well-being. And last question, what did I forget to ask? Well, you're very thorough, um, Maurice, and uh, you've got a good understanding of our portfolio, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate the fact that you're a shareholder in the company. Um, the the uh, you know one of the key aspects that drives our share price um, and the beta impact, which is the the role that the market has overall relative to our share price, um, is the role of commodity prices, and that's something that of course we have no control over, but it's something that we have to manage. And um, we try to very much understand that it's a quite cyclical business. And one of our key strategies around that cyclicity is to be aggressive in acquisition of prospective mineral rights during downturns and then avail those projects to capable mining houses as the market recovers. And that's a key component to long-term shareholder value creation uh, within EMX Royalty Corporation. And so. Uh, I oftentimes field questions about where I think commodity prices are going, but of course uh, I don't have a crystal ball. Uh, but what I can uh, elaborate on is what our ongoing strategy is. And 
we have just recently come off a period of substantially reduced commodity prices, and we took full advantage of that, acquiring substantial number of new prospective mineral right properties around the world. And now we're seeing a modest recovery with strong interest uh, from our customers. And um, we're happy to sell these off and continue to grow that portfolio of royalties. David, if investors wish to get more information regarding EMX Royalty Corp, please share the contact details. Uh, EMXRoyalty.com is a great place to start. And on that website would also be phone numbers where you can reach investor relations and call up and talk to us. We love to talk to shareholders or prospective shareholders about the advancement that we have on various assets around the world, whether they be battery metal related, precious metal related, or base metal related. And for our listeners, if you're wishing to reach Investor Relations, Scott Close will be your point of contact, and his phone number is 303-973-8585. Again, that number is 303-973-8585, and that is Scott Close. And last but not least, please visit our website, www.provenimprobable.com where we interview the most respected names in the natural resource space. You may reach us at contact at provenimprobable.com. David Cole of EMX Royalty Corp. Thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Thank you, Maurice. And as a reminder, EMX Royalty Corp. is a sponsor of Proven and Probable and that we are proud shareholders of EMX Royalty Corp. for the virtues conveyed in today's message. Thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Remember to like and subscribe for more conversations with the most respected names in the natural resource space. Check out our website at www.provenandprobable.com. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.